Welcome to the Tape Cassette Podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I'm here to talk to you today about tape decks. To start with, this topic recommendation was recommended from the Cassette Culture subreddit, where I had asked the question, what do you want to see in a podcast? Well, I guess you don't see anything because you hear it. So what would you like to hear in a podcast? And everybody seemed to have been wanting more information on tape decks, so I'm going to give you my take on it. And I do recommend that if you're really looking for more tech specs and detailed nitty-gritties of tape decks that you go and check out YouTube. There's some really great guys on there that discuss it in further detail that's going to give you more of like an insight as to what you should be looking for if you're looking for specs. Now I'm going to give you my top three reasons or not reasons, but my top three tips for looking for a cassette deck. And then I'm going to tell you some of the things that people on YouTube are going to tell you, which are a little bit more tech related. So to start off with, anytime you go to buy something, you should try to think of, well, specifically with tape decks, you should try to think of what is your goal? So what are you trying to accomplish today? Are you trying to get a tape deck that will work for you to play these cool tapes you just found? Are you looking to create the ultimate audiophile experience? Are you looking to make your own cassette tapes of your band or music so that you can share it with other people? What is it that you're trying to do with your tape deck? Which might seem like a kind of silly question to ask, but it's kind of an important thing. Like, if you're looking to do one thing, the tape deck for a person that has this need isn't going to be the same as someone else. And that is the beauty of it. You can get, there's so many different types of tape decks out there, and there's one perfect little tape deck for everybody. Or maybe you need multiple decks. So to start off with, I personally have a JVC TDW501 stereo cassette deck, which was refurbished. I paid $5 for it, and it goes for about $50 on eBay. And it's been awesome. I've had it since 2015, It does exactly what I needed it to do. It's not an audiophile cassette deck. It's one that was basically giving me what I needed, which was a deck that can record and duplicate other other tapes. So, as I said, number one is what is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish with your tape deck? The second important thing is going to be your budget. How much are you willing to part with so that you can purchase a tape deck? Your budget is an important factor on what type of deck you're going to end up getting. And then the third thing is your time. If you have infinite amount of time and you only have five bucks, you definitely want to start hitting up thrift stores and see what you can do with that five bucks. Try to stretch it as much as you can. Like the JVC is a good example. I had five bucks to part with when I bought that. I didn't have 50 that I wanted to spend on a tape deck. And I happened to look out. I really love that tape deck. It's not for everybody, but it works for me. And it worked for my budget and my goals at the time that I purchased it. And um, time is a big factor. If, let's say you make a lot of money and, or you make a, a decent amount of money at your day job and you don't have a whole lot of time to spend sourcing for tape decks, Definitely find what your budget is and then try to find something that works in that budget. And this is advice for, like, newbies and then also for people who are veterans at this. You got to figure out what works for you. So you do you. 
that's the important part of all of this, talking about tape decks and what I recommend. And there isn't one cookie cutter. Everybody has their own thing that's going to work for them. So even, you might think that JVC sucks. And that's okay. You can have your opinion. I work, it works for me. I like what it does for me. And that's all that matters. So find what works for you and then work from there. But the, the first three steps you want to figure out are what are you trying to accomplish, what's your budget, and what's your time. Now, if you want a more detailed kind of like guidance, take your goal and then put it into YouTube. So if your goal is I want to do my own cassettes and sell them, type into YouTube um, best tape decks for DIY and then see what it shows you. So that's what I'd recommend for that. Um, budget, you'll have to figure that out. Um, this isn't a financing class. Although during the day, I, I like my day job is pretty much as an underwriter and sales. So I write a lot of loans and then I talk about budgets all day. These are basically things that I talk about in my sales job. I'm like, okay, what are you looking to accomplish today? Like basically all the stuff that I do every day, take that into cassette world. And it's like, what are you trying to accomplish with your tape deck? That's the first question you want to ask yourself. Um, these seem like common things, but it's also like common sense isn't always common sometimes. So figure out what it is that you're trying to accomplish with your tape deck and start from there. That is going to be your springboard for you to get into what is going to work and you'll be a lot happier that way. Like don't let some guy on YouTube tell you that you shouldn't get a tape deck because they didn't like it because they were trying to do something different than you. So you got to figure out what's going to work for the realm of what you're trying to do. Now, some of the people that post tape deck reviews tend to be a little salty about other tape decks, but this is this list that I'm going to tell you right now are things that the audiophiles say to avoid. So the first thing they say to avoid are tape decks that have double decks. So basically, um, if you're looking at the tape deck and there are two spots to put cassettes into it, this is considered a double deck. And they recommend to not go for that because it's not going to be as good as getting one that is a single deck, which is accurate. But then again, it depends on what your goals are. If your goals are to duplicate cassettes, it's going to make sense to get one that has two decks. But if your goal is just to play back, then maybe go for one of the decks that only has a simple one deck playback. Another thing that they recommend is try not to get anything with auto, auto reverse because that causes issues with the tape heads getting out of line. Now, back to the you-do-you concept. If you find a tape deck that has auto-reverse, I wouldn't necessarily rule it out completely because, you know, it might... You, you could have it there and just not use it. Probably recommend not using it. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to rule something out completely because it has auto-reverse. Auto so the other thing that they say is to look for a simple tape deck. And it's like, okay, you could look for a simple tape deck, or if you want one with features on it, go get one with features on it. Who's this person to tell you what to get? Um, I know that for myself, if I could have any audiophile type tape deck, I really wanted the Pioneer CTF-1000 because it looks so beautiful. And... I like that the cassette is kind of, like, if you happen to look it up on YouTube, there's one person that does, I think it's called Vintage Audiophile or something. He does a really 
beautiful review of this turn of this tape deck. I probably shouldn't even mention it because now y'all are gonna go want it, and it's not gonna be there for me. <laughs> so it's like six hundred bucks, or else I get it. Because like right now my budget is not to be spending. Because I I'm more of like focused on doing it myself, and I'm trying to do the podcast stuff. So six hundred's a lot to spend on new tape deck right now. Um, but it is worth it, but just not at the moment. <laughs> And I hope that you all don't go and buy them, because then there won't be any left for me. But if you really want them, go get them, because you do you. Um, anyway, that is an awesome video to watch where he goes over that. And I think he does other reviews, too. So definitely check out that if you are looking for tape deck reviews. Um, there's a lot of tape deck reviews on YouTube. So if you have any questions on, YouTube, on specific decks, just type it in. Like, even... Like, if you if you do have a lot of time and you go to thrift stores, look it up while you're at the thrift store. It's like 2019. If someone, no one's going to give you smack about looking something up on your phone, they don't even know. They probably think you're on Snapchat or something. So just look it up. If you have the ability to look it up, look it up. When I bought that $5 JVC, I looked it up on eBay. I'm like, how much is this thing worth? I don't want to pay $5 and then it's worth like only $5. And it turned out to be worth 50 and it had good reviews. So I'm like, why not? F it. So I got it. And um, so back to <laughs> back to the list here. So the first one was avoid tape decks that have double decks. Number two was um, for, try to avoid auto reverse. Three was look for a simple tape deck. And then four was try to find something with Dolby B and C at the minimum Dolby is an enhancement for the sound, which uh, can be in a separate episode. But basically, look for a tape deck that has Dolby B and C. If you have Dolby S, that's a bonus. That was a uh, kind of, it's a bonus. So they came up with that like in the late, or maybe not the late, but like the late end of the tape era. So like the 90s. And um, that's a bonus one to get. And the last one they say is try to find something with auto calibration. So I'm like, okay, you could do all these things, but then again, like go back to your goals. If your goal is to make duplicates of stuff, get a double deck. Who cares what that person says? So find out what works for you. Um, if you have any questions, I'm more than happy to go over that with you. Um, another thing I did want to mention with the tape decks, because another post I did was trying to figure out how other people record audio from their computers to their tape cassette and I have done it a couple ways with the first tape release I did um I so I've done three tape releases two of them were small batch releases and then one of them was duplicated professionally so with the duplicated professionally I don't really know what how they did it but I know that it was in real time and that I sent them the audio files and they handled it for me. For my two mixtapes that I did um, that were limited release runs, the way that I did that was I used my Sony CD radio cassette quarter, which is a portable. Usually you want to avoid portables because they don't sound as good. But what I did was this has basically a CD player and then a cassette deck, like a little tape for you to put the tape in and then you could record with it. So I had burned the 
music to CD and then recorded from the CD to the cassette. And believe it or not, it sounds really good. Like, it sounds better than when I did, like, my other concoctions of wires connecting from my computer or doing, like, an aux cable into the deck with the RCA cables. So, you anyway, um, once again, what are you trying to accomplish? Because for me, it's a mixtape. It's lo-fi anyway, so it made sense to just do the CD to cassette. Um, but then again, on the other one, it was, like, a higher quality. Like, it cost more to make, and um, that was, like, done through a, a duplication company. And there was also, like, 60 of those made versus 5 or 10. Because the last two releases were, like, okay, I'm making four of these tapes. And then the other one is, like, okay, I'm making 12 of these tapes. So those don't need to, they're lo-fi, so it's okay if they're done on a portable. Now, I don't know if when you all said tape decks, if you wanted me to go into portables, because I didn't really prepare what portables I have. I have a lot of portables. I have like an original Sony Walkman. Um, I have a Panasonic, which is my favorite one for portable playing. I don't know if I mentioned, yeah, I did mention it already that the brand new portable player I got is horrible. So if you see that chintzy little player, avoid at all costs. It's like, it's like the equivalent of the Crosby turntable. It's like the same thing. Like, it's just like, do not get this. It's horrible. Um, it's on Amazon. And if you go on there, just avoid at all costs. Go for a used one. Um, the other thing with the portable tape decks is they, they always need their belts changed, but it's pretty easy to do. There's a lot of videos on YouTube that show you how to do that. So don't be discouraged if it's not working. Um, I tend to adopt a lot of cassette players, <laughs> and then it's like, I have so many of them that I need to replace the belts, and it's just like, ugh. So, if you're a tape collector, probably hoarding is another thing that is a problem, but it's like controlled hoarding. Not really, but it's, uh, it's there. Um, it, it, it's, you can fix all the stuff, so it's, it's kind of, it really depends on you know, it's back to time and budget. Like, if you don't have time to sit there looking for stuff and fixing it, like, I, I do enjoy trying to save stuff. So, like, fixing cassettes, um, cassette decks. I've also fixed cassettes. Like, one of my releases, um, I really liked these blue shells, so I was able to salvage them from other tapes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you gotta just figure out what works for you. Tape decks is kind of like a personal thing, so figure out what works best for you, what works for your budget. They do make, also should mention, they do make brand new tape cassette decks, but I don't recommend them. Um, they're just really expensive. Like, the the most recent one is the 2018. I uh, don't know how to pronounce it, but it's T-A-S-C-A-M 202 Mark V. And this is a double cassette deck that runs for $450. Jeez, that's so much for a new deck. And it has USB ports. I guess it's supposed to be really good. It was based off of another one that was only sold in Japan in the 80s called the TEACW1200. I'm reading these because I don't remember. I'm, there's no way I was going to remember that. So the mechanisms are the same as the 80s. Um... 
they're this this is made in China and they're not as good as the 80s and 90s deck. Um, to me, that's a lot of money. It's $450 for a new deck that's not as good. And the mechanisms from what I was seeing online, there's only one manufacturer that makes the mechanisms. So into perspective, the mechanism on this $450 2018 deck is probably the same as that chintzy little portable player. Like, I'm a little salty about it because that was a waste of money. And they sell them, like, at Urban Outfitters, I think. So if you see a portable player that's $20 and it's brand new, avoid at all costs. Um, just go for a used one, find one online, or go to your thrift store, try to find one there. And my biggest recommendation for sourcing cassette decks is to make friends with your thrift people. Um, if That is if you, if you have the time to go thrifting. Because if you make friends, they're more likely to help you find the things that you're looking for. Thankfully, tape cassettes is kind of like a very niche thing, so... In your local area, you might have, like, people that know that you're into it, and they'll save it for you. So that's what I'd recommend. Um, that's it for today. If you have any questions, try to reach out to us, and we'll be... By us, I mean just me, because I'm the one that runs this. But if you have questions, you can reach us at hi at tapecassettes.com. Have an awesome day and night if it's nighttime or midday. I don't know. It could be nighttime. But yeah, either way, have an awesome one. Bye.